Oh no. Everybody. Welcome again to yet another episode of the Soapstone Podcast. I, as always, am Dave, joined by my co-host, Jake. <laughs> I that's you, my name. <laughs> I probably said your name and then asked how you were doing. No, that's um, how are you doing, though? I'm doing pretty swell, ready for the weekend. Ready? Doing, doing pretty swole. I'm pinching <laughs> his muscles. He's very... He, he lied. Baritone. I wouldn't let him do that. <laughs> I'm baritone. Very toned. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, I was, was going to say, I don't know if that's usually a muscular description, but... What game are we talking about today, Jake? So it's a platformer, obviously. Uh, Mario. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> talking about Celeste, which uh, is a game you played. I, I did play it. It'd be weird if I didn't, and I was going to rub my mouth about it. <laughs> I've also played it on the recommendation of Dave. Um, yeah, it's a nice little platformer on Steam. Mm-hmm. It is indie, was it 15, 20 bucks? Yeah, I think it was 20 bucks when I picked it up. Yeah, uh, very cute art style, very good everything. We'll get more into that later, but it's been such a value purchase for me. I've sunk sixteen hours into it already. The game's not that long, but I keep I keep sucking at the game. <laughs> yeah, and then this, trying to do side things. This is one of those rare games where the worse you are, maybe not necessarily rare, but it's a game where the worse you are at it, the more value you'll get over time. <laughs> yeah. And deaths are not, I mean, they are tracked for the game, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily a bad thing. It just shows how invested you were. So this sounds like Dark Souls. What makes this game different than Dark Souls? Uh, this is a game about puzzle platformer challenge and uh, learning how to utilize and abuse mechanics. We watched a speed run of this game recently. Oh, yeah. Where people can do really crazy things. Some GDQ. It's really just a fun game that builds on those mechanics as it goes throughout the game. Mm-hmm. So it kind of uh, starts off like a little bit slowly, as many of these games would. Slowly adds mechanics over time, which mm-hmm. we'll get into. Uh, like Dave said, platformer. Um, it's kind of like pixelish art, but they have some scenes that are um, clearly like a different art style. It's smoother, kind of drawn. Um, and uh, it's, got, it's got its own distinct vibe, though, right? The whole... Uh, theming and setup, which we'll we'll break down a little bit later in the podcast. Um, Let's keep telling them about things we're going to do later. <laughs> right. Well, but yeah. that's later. <laughs> Check back in minute thirty-seven. You have to have a table of contents. Yeah, yeah. If you want to hear about the music, jump to minute. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Oh, about the intro. Oh, we did that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're curious about jumping to the intro, you can jump to you know timestamp zero zero. Probably the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that all being said. Um, this game in particular, there's uh, there's there's other games like it uh, as far as the genre, kind of like very fast paced. Yeah, you um, have like a Super Meat Boy is another fast platformer. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really the only other one I can think of. To be honest, it's not tremendously explored. Um, a lot of times, games will have platformers. You've got like a health bar. You got to make it through a level. Things like that. This isn't that game. It's uh, success or failure. Um, it's really easy to. Uh, 
uh, die, but it resets almost instantly, like yeah. Super Meat Boy. Um, it also has this niche quality I found, where you find something that is challenging in it, and you get frustrated that you're not making it past. You yeah. keep sucking, but you hit your wall. I I don't feel deterred. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm being pushed down by like a father. He's like, "No, come up, try and fight me again." Yeah, and you want to actually <laughs> succeed. You right. want to beat up your dad. <laughs> fight, fight your dad now and see. Not my best analogy, but you've you've showered with your dad. Now fight your dad. <laughs> Two separate. Um, I am deterred. No, it's uh, it it is one of those uh those types of games where until you get your aha moment and your your moment of zen focus and clarity. Um, it can be really rewarding to break through that and the air conditioning's off. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, thank you for turning that off. That was very loud. <laughs> no, the, uh, uh, breaking through that, that kind of barrier that you've been stuck on for the last, you know, 15 minutes or you used to Yeah, be, 15. Yeah, we were talking about how there's some parts that could be way more difficult than that. Um, it's kind of rare in like today's games that you have something with a, a difficulty wall like that. I think I, don't, I really don't have. I don't see many games where they'll kind of take that risk of putting you up in a spot where it's like this person may have enough frustration that they stop playing our game right now. Mm-hmm. But in uh, in Celeste, they balance it. So anytime that you've got a wall like that, it feels really good to break through. But then they tend not to just stack up a bunch of really hard challenges unless you're playing like some of the advanced content that's not, you know, in the, the main play. Yeah, it definitely slopes up overall, mm-hmm. but there's uh, peaks and valleys along the way. So yeah. Like I said, it doesn't feel like a constant, why is this hard? Why is this hard? I hate this part. Yeah. It balances out some fun older mechanics as long as well as mm-hmm. with current mechanics for the stage you're in. And I think it's like, uh, an analogy might be like, if you're climbing a mountain and then you reach the top, and then you throw yourself off the mountain. It's way easier to hit the bottom than than it fought you. I don't know. Uh, could be though. Just right, right on that snake, all the way down. Um, <laughs> another difference to Super Meat Boy is in Super Meat Boy, you just play as a, a, a hunk of meat, right? But oh, just, a hunk of meat. Yeah, mm. I mean, Super Meat Boy is. You may not like it, but He's a <laughs> this is boy. the peak of <laughs> physical fitness. Uh, yeah, and it's your classic uh, save the damsel from an evil. Yeah, bandage girl. Mm-hmm. But this is the Super Me Boy episode, so uh, in this case, you get to, um, in some ways, play as the damsel, but you're also the hero. Yeah, your character is Madeline, mm-hmm. your girl who's looking to go and. Go on a hike, a.k.a. Yeah. Uh, scale a mountain. Yeah. Somewhere in Canada. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's the mountain that's called Celeste, not the main character. Mm-hmm. And you're going to scale it for your own reasons. You have some shit you want to work through. But you start out in the game, you're just kind of walking across platform. You meet an old lady who's like, oh, you're going up Celeste Mountain. Yeah. And she laughs at you, and you're like, why are you laughing at me? Mm-hmm. Got some stuff to do. She's just like, oh, you know, <laughs> she's not phased at all by this this red-haired girl, like, short red-haired girl showing yeah. up is going to climb the mountain. She's just like, yeah, <laughs> good luck. 
and then, she laughs at you. Yeah, you go like 10 feet past your house, and there's just... The road's missing. There's just like pieces of floating cobble. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, I'm definitely platforming. Yeah. And you're going across, and things are crumbling. And then you're at the end, you see this a big enough gap that you can't really make in the jumps that you've made so far. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'll never make it. <laughs> never make it. Never make it. <laughs> and then as you make the jump, time kind of slows and a bird shows up and it's like, hey, press X or whatever yeah. your dash button is for your inputs. Yeah. And so you kind of dash towards the bird mm-hmm. and you're like, holy shit, I can dash. <laughs> It would be funny if it always said press X regardless of like what control scheme you had. X. You press X on your Nothing's keyboard, you X. fall. <laughs> so at this point, you can do your standard move and jump like any platformer, but now you have an air dash. Yep. Which is uh, omnidirectional, but it will reset uh, when you touch the ground. So yep. normally if you jump and use your dash, your hair changes color. Because it turns blue instead yeah. of red, right? And uh, your dash is now expended mm-hmm. until you stand on solid ground again. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you have your, your basic moveset, like you said. You can uh, grab onto walls mm-hmm. at this point. Um, and you have to kind of rely on the grabbing onto walls, jumping between um, uh, different platforming elements and using your dash to make it through each challenge. And you're like, all right, let's do this, getting up that mountain. Um, also, you're... Uh, wall grab does have limited stamina right <laughs> so you couldn't for a vertical section just hog the wall and scale the whole thing yeah but what you can do is jump between walls and find other ways to keep your stamina not fully expended because a lot of times you'll have to clear in later parts of the game a lot of distance before you can stabilize right yeah i remember uh, when i started this i was like okay uh, it kind of bothers me that she can't climb a wall for that long. You get like maybe three or four seconds to mm-hmm. just steady climb, maybe less. And I'm like, all right, like, what is she weak? And then I realized she can like jump off of a wall with a ridiculous amount of force, grab onto a wall, and like climb a sheer face with no like handholds or ledges. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, it's still it's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we moved on from that, uh, and you've started your climb up to the top right yeah and the the mountain represents uh or it has all of the the levels necessary uh, to get through the game here as you're working way up, your way up to the top but it's never just that easy right it's not like a pyramid or something like that what <laughs> no i was saying uh the the terrain tends to be pretty diverse um they're perfectly happy like Cutting the bottom of the level out from under you, you can fall out of it and like die, respawn. It takes like a second to respawn. Uh, you just and like this pixel kind of explosion energy goes out, forms back up. Yeah, like Mega Man. Yeah, yeah. This is basically this is basically Mega Man if the protagonist was female. That's all it is. <laughs> it's just a reskin, really. Um, that's not true. <laughs> uh, so you start out and you're working your way through this. Um, probably like lush green area and they start to introduce some mechanics to you right like hey this isn't just going to be jumping and moving between platforms yeah uh, i feel like for each stage they probably add uh three to four mechanics which are each unique so starting out in forsaken city you'll have these machine blocks so you first come across this giant gap like jake said there's no ground beneath you 
but in the distance you see a wall and like a place to land mm-hmm. so you jump on the machine block you hold on to it and it kind of slides to the end of its track and then stops yeah then you let go use that momentum and try and get to the other side right and they'll have uh side machine blocks or things that'll launch you up or diagonally and it's utilizing that and your wall climb and your dash to get from point a to point b yeah this game will use a lot of like momentum modifiers um Things that'll launch you to the side, like horizontally or vertically up in the air, if you jump off at the right time, right? Yeah. Um, And they just continue to add add mechanics like that level by level. So, like, another thing they'll introduce pretty early is um, these emerald crystals uh, that can reset your dash. Um, So, if you catch one of those in the air, then you can uh, make another dash. Your hair hair color will go back to red to indicate that you have a dash. Uh, your hair is red. Your hair is your red. Your hair is blue. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, and you can make another jump at that point. Um, also springs. Oh, yeah. Springs also. It's just like a springboard that pushes you off. But usually anything like that, it counts as you landing again. So mm-hmm. that will also reset your dash. Yeah. There's a lot of things that, like, if you catch it in the middle of uh, some of your ridiculous parkour traversal uh it'll reset your dash and let you perform more superhuman feats as you're climbing this mountain which as it turns out is not completely mundane anyways right um so the area after uh forsaken city hold up i feel like you're forgetting about another character theo is that the is that the the raven thing the bird no it's uh the (laughs) other hiker who's there (laughs) Yeah, yeah the game forces you to encounter theo later but um I didn't see, or I did see him, but I purposely was trying to like go through this game at a pretty good clip until I got too attached to it. Yeah, and so I didn't talk to Theo uh, the first time. But uh, how, how's Theo? How what does he say the first time you encounter him? Uh, he's just a fellow hiker, like I said, but he's kind of a hipstery guy. Mm-hmm. He's got like the gauged ears. He's got a flannel shirt. His hair's his hair is tossable <laughs> <laughs> but he's just a, a nice friendly guy he's like oh what are you doing here what's going on yeah and you become pally to a degree yeah he's incredibly chill um and it's it's not obvious like when you encounter uh someone on the mountain you're just like oh why are you here right <laughs> like, yeah. well why are you here and <laughs> No one has super great reasons, but they're they're there for their own reasons. And uh, yeah, I guess this this introduces him, and he'll he'll come back up later in the story, right? Yeah, but he's a nice, friendly friendly chap, uh, very lighthearted. I also want to retroactively pepper in. Uh, Celeste Mountain is said to have spiritual powers. Yes, or having some other things going on besides just being a mountain. Mm-hmm. It's the old Disney movie, uh, Escape to Celeste Mountain. Oh, I thought it was that part in the Disney logo. You're like, that's the mountain. <laughs> There's the, there it is. Got it. I'm climbing that. <laughs> I'm going to climb that. <laughs> but uh, uh, making your way through that area, um, you eventually come up to, is it a mirror, I believe, you encounter um, near the start of the next area? That is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a mirror, um, and uh, when you walk in front of the mirror, you like walk past it, and your reflection uh, is visible in the mirror itself, right? Which is you know games use this trope, but your reflection's like the opposite 
of of your color so it's like it got like this pink hair and uh, like dark eyes and like blue skin you're just like okay yeah it's classic demon right mm-hmm. like i've played dnd i know what this is yeah no um but if you Metal like Mario. <laughs> walk past uh, uh madeline turns around walks back to the mirror and uh, her reflection starts breaking out of the mirror which is always going to be awesome i know it's a trope i don't care yeah <laughs> Um, one thing I really like that they do uh, when introducing characters, so the game is entirely pixelated, but when you have interaction between characters, it's kind of like a Dragon's Quest type dialogue, oh, yeah, yeah. where you have the portrait and you have the text go out. Yeah, it's a classic RPG style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have different facial expressions for the tone of what they're saying, mm-hmm. and the voices sound a little bit like Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> or like let's not do that the whole episode. yeah i was gonna just switch over to that mode but <laughs> if you want to use english for the rest i guess that's fine another example would be something like uh undertale yeah yeah like sans has a particular voice and uh that's the, the same they'll use here and it, initially like when they started with, and with the beeps i'm like uh, I, don't, I don't know i don't know if i can do the beeps yeah it does kind of come across a little rough mm-hmm. and grating yeah like i can't listen to this high pitch thing for but very long. in the same way uh similar to how animal crossing does it it gives like a tone personality to each yes. character uh-huh so madeline at the start of the game is very meek and mild-mannered mm-hmm. and you kind of hear it in the notes that she's making right and then theo is like very yeah she, man whatever yeah he's he's kind of got this almost like jazzy kind of yeah. voice um things just roll off and it's whatever yeah Madeline has a couple moments. This is what kind of uh, sold me on the beep, the beep dialogue system was a, um, she has a tone specifically when she's being like sarcastic and dry. Yeah. And just like, something like that. It's, uh, I mean, just listen to the sample. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how do you not love that? That's <laughs> great. That's great. If you don't put that in in post, I swear. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably remember to put that in. So now that you've... If we go back to the game itself, now that you've met your reflection, mm. these certain blocks which were around you before are now alive and animated. Oh, yeah. And they kind of look like you're peering into space. They were, like, blocking you before. They, they kind yeah, of they were just solid just, objects. Yeah. They, like, had some transparency, but you couldn't interact with them in any way. But now... Uh, you don't really have anywhere else to go in this room, so you try dashing through, and they're called dream blocks. Yeah. And it continues your dash, whatever you're doing, in a straight line. And then also resets your dash. So it enables some really cool dash through something and then jump out and get a lot of distance and momentum. Yeah. But the thing is, um, if you dash into a wall, <laughs> you die. Yeah. It's a high-speed impact. <laughs> yeah. It's so, kind of... it's kind Because of, there's no space between the dream block and the wall. So it's like parts, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like being in a situation where you are in a material that accelerates you, and you are now placed be- exactly yeah. between that material and a solid <laughs> wall. What's going to happen? You get splatted. <laughs> it's a little rough. So you go through the level getting to uh, play with a lot of these dream blocks. And then you come to uh, a body that's kind of just slumped in the corner. Mm. This is where that we get me. to... Oh, I'm shaking. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just died passed early. by. <laughs> <laughs> There's a blood stain. <laughs> but you see a, a body of somebody who did not make it up the mountain. Mm-hmm. But also there is your reflection who's like, hey, 
how's it going? Are you still trying to do this? <laughs> and she seems to be your doubt, your fear, your anger, yeah, all of your negative emotions kind of bottled into one. And she's trying to dissuade you from going up the mountain. Right. You're like, hey, fuck off. I'm going up the mountain. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, really now? Yep. And so at this point, there's the dialogue between uh, yourself and Dark Madeline, or mm. Badeline, yeah. as she's been uh, called. Dadeline. <laughs> you're not my Dadeline. <laughs> or if you're an engineer, Cadeline. Anywho. So, like I said before, the dialogue is usually portrait form, and you'll have, like, some text go across in that box. Yeah. And it's just static images. But at this point, she it's animated. She sticks her head out of the box, kind mm-hmm. of breaking that fourth wall. Yeah. And then... Her hair, like, droops, uh, drapes out of the, the box. Out of the box, yeah. Like, into, like, the, a, the world. a 3D essence to it. Yeah. And it, then the music changes, and she becomes animated and starts following you. Yeah. And you can tell by the change of pace of music that you're like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so the next series is essentially you running from your reflection, mm-hmm. going through these areas, but she follows you three seconds behind. Yeah. Yeah, and it's your, your path exactly. So uh, once you realize that she's always going to take your path, she's not trying to, well, she is trying to catch you, but she'll always go exactly where you go. You can kind of like vary your path to leave yourself time to uh, open the pathway forward and uh, they introduce a new mechanic in order to uh, spice things up just a little bit That's spicy where you have to hit these uh, shield key blocks basically that uh, will open the door to proceed so i remember there was one particular um, area here where there was a key up in like the top left and then a platform underneath it yeah. and it was designed in such a way that if you jump straight for the key and your timing is like a little off and you haven't accounted for it she'll come up right behind you and your when you're in leaving yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and kind of just sake good but uh yeah you have to outrun it right but it's really cool to have to progress through an area where you need to get these checkpoints of these uh key blocks to open the door later on Mm -hmm. but also trying to avoid yourself and not take your own path because if you get hit you die and then also going through these dream blocks at the same time yeah Yeah, the dream box dream blocks are are just really cool they look awesome they're kind of the you you see space basically on the other side of them regardless of what the rest of the level looks like which is just legit um but ultimately you do escape her and uh you find a uh, resort in the mountains. It's a kind of retreat area. It's a, a hotel, right? Mm-hmm. So you walk in, and there's like a, a guest book. And um, there's two things you can interact with, I think. I remember the guest book, but there may have been one other thing. Um, but uh, you, you you go to interact with the, the book, and uh, this ghost floats out. It's your old hero. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, He's kind of got this, this, uh, well, first, Madeline's not sure how to deal with him, right? She's just like, well, it's a ghost. <laughs> like, well, that's bad. <laughs> but he seems pretty amicable and uh, probably has mo- more self-doubt than Madeline does. He has this hilarious, like, so I think he's one of the funniest characters in the game. 
he's got this dual personality where he's like got this confident kind of like oh yeah we'll find you a room it'll be great like you can stay here and she's like i gotta climb the mountain he's like no it'll be great you know <laughs> and then uh anytime she expresses uh doubt he like turns off to the side and he's like oh hero <laughs> you're not doing what, you're not doing what you need to do you're losing it <laughs> and it's just it's so great but uh you do have to follow him right yeah, you go into the resort, kind of, uh, I guess, doing him a favor. Like, yeah, I'll come through and check it out, but I'm on my way out because I'm trying to climb up the mountain. Right. But as you go into the center of the resort, it's very cluttered. Yeah. Like, there's just books and towels everywhere kind of strewn about. Kind of floating around, too. Yeah. It's a little weird. It's like a maze. But the whole thing's in disarray. And you talk to him, and he's like, hey, could you help me out i don't know what to do with this mess i don't know how it got so messy yeah so you're going through sections of the level Mm -hmm. i think she volunteers that's that's part of her her personality thing good on her i wouldn't yeah (laughs) i projected myself yeah and and i'm sorry for that i'm trying to find a way to leave (laughs) let me out of here Mm -hmm. but yeah she she starts helping him right and i remember like uh at least the first i believe it's the first room i entered after that um, ran into Theo actually, and from my uh, playthrough, this is the first time I I actually talked to him because yeah. I ignored him the first. <laughs> so just like hello, stranger, and he's like opening a vent <laughs> to like climb out of the resort. <laughs> he's just like, oh, why was he climbing out of the vent? Uh, he was he was leaving uh, the uh, the resort because he's just like that guy. That guy is trouble. <laughs> he's weird. He's a ghost. Let's just leave. <laughs> you seem friendly. Let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, Madeline's just like, nah, I'm going to try to help him. I think he got him wrong. But uh, Theo's like, sure, I'll see you outside. And opens the vent and leaves. And I tried to crawl after him, but the game didn't let me. (laughs) Yeah, game's broken. Please fix. (laughs) So what are some of the mechanics for the resort? So they introduce uh, these... It's kind of like this this red, uh, like, goo kind of almost i i want to equate it to just like uh cell like creatures that uh, float around they've got like uh, gunk all over the place if you touch the gunk you die and um these creatures kind of float in patterns and so you have to avoid them whenever you're uh, traversing the level um and make sure that you're, you're timing things properly so previously you had control over most of the uh variables or if things were in moving it didn't like necessarily kill you yeah, because you were reflection. typically triggering them to move. Yeah. And in this one, it's like, all right, more variables, more timing puzzles. And this is really, like, uh, one thing the game does that it accomplishes really well is whenever it, like, introduces a new mechanic, it's like, hey, this is something you're going to have to practice, something you're going to have to learn. We're going to, like, add a layer to what the puzzles previously had. And this one's timing. Yeah. Uh, you still have some of your your spikes and your spring blocks and other things to utilize. Mm-hmm. But you know at this point, I cannot touch these things. These things are bad. Yeah. And you can't just dash through usually without hitting them. Yeah. This is the first time... Uh, so you, you go through and like help him clean up um, the hotel by completing each of these different sections. You can kind of go in whatever order you want. Um, but there was one part that had like a uh, fountain leading into a pool. 
and I went underwater and like all the sound actually quiets when you're underwater, which I thought was like a really nice touch. And the game doesn't actually have like underwater sections that I experienced at least. No, there just is water in like yeah. three pools of water, but yeah. <laughs> they put that in, which is nice. Yeah. I'm a fan of like there's a nice touch that you'll only see one or two places in the game. There's some games that all they have is mechanics that they just make for every situation yeah. and it feels super awesome. Um, yeah, this game does have a lot of unique portions. Another piece of it, or there's a lot of optional content. So throughout the game, you can collect these strawberries. Oh, yeah. And some of them are kind of along the path you're going. Other ones are in these off, off in these side rooms. Mm-hmm. And you don't get anything for getting them except the fact that you have them and you can brag to your friends. Yeah. I see. How many strawberries are here? You get like a thousand point pop-up or something in a game where everything's points made is, up and yeah. the points don't matter. <laughs> but it is fun to collect those if you're looking for a little bit of an extra challenge. Or each uh, stage has a blue heart you can get. Mm-hmm. Which are hidden, right? Yeah, they're all hidden. I you have to do extra challenges light. for <laughs> And some of them are nuts, and some of them I looked up for how to do it. Yeah. I still had to do it myself mechanically, Yeah, but just finding them is kind of nuts. And then they also have B-sides. Right, so those are cassette tapes you can pick up, and uh, that's basically an unlockable uh, level you can go and, and play. And they're, they're more difficult than the standard levels. Yeah, it's kind of like a remix of the existing level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they remix music, too. Like, we haven't gone into the music much yet, where you're going to hit on that later but uh you mentioned the music transition for the boss fight each of these levels has its own music its own feel for it um and as the pace of the game changes as things are speeding up or slowing down uh, the music follows along with that and the b-side you showed me one of the the songs for that because i haven't personally done the Mm b-sides and uh they remixed the music they mixed it up through some jazz in there and uh, i think it's pretty cool yeah, each one fits pretty thematically. I like it a lot. Yeah. But after you've finished uh, helping uh, Ohiro out, you're like, all right, it's complete. He's like, great, I'm taking you up to the presidential suite. And you're like, awesome, I'll jump out the window and continue to climb the mountain since it's all the way up there. He's like, all right, let's take the elevator. <laughs> Elevator's like completely run down and broken. You have to like parkour up the shaft. Yeah. Um, and uh, finally make it to your room and... You're like, oh, this is actually really nice. It's like a really nice room. It's almost like a, like imperial suite type thing, mm-hmm. and uh, unfortunately, it doesn't last. Right, your reflection shows up, and is kind of like whispering over your shoulder, like this guy's not worth your time, mm-hmm. and you kind of get influenced by her a little bit and say something a little bit snippy. Mm-hmm. He takes it personally and is already dealing with his own stuff as he, he keeps talking to himself. Yeah. And he seems to hear, like, when your reflection makes fun of him and, like, calls him all this stuff, he seems to hear it from you. Yeah. Like, he's like, I can't believe you'd you know, say that. It's kind of interesting. It was something yeah. I caught on that first through. You're kind of like, hey, sorry, this is a little awkward. I'm going to pee. Sorry about that. Bye. Yeah. So you leave. <laughs> through, through the ceiling. <laughs> as you are wont to do. Yeah. Reflection's just like, all right, we're getting out of here. And just smashes the <laughs> hole through the, the roof, which he just likes. So then you start to leave, but Mr. Hero is angry that you are leaving. Mm-hmm. So he turns into like this super angry ghost version of himself. It's a giant head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's but like a demon thing. As you're going across, this is like the next boss fight, he starts like rushing 
across the screen at you. Yeah. But it'll kind of like draw a line for where he's going, and it kind of tracks on you, and then it'll just shoot off. Yeah. So you still have to go through, but keep in mind the timing of when he's flying at you. Right. Because if he hits you, you know, you got to restart from the last checkpoint. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is the, I believe, the start of a mechanic they'll they'll use several times throughout the game, which is there's an enemy that you can basically Goomba stomp. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, so if you hit him on his head, he's just like, oh, falls off the screen, has to reset. (laughs) You hear like this noise. (laughs) Yeah. And it uh, conveniently refreshes your dash as well. Yeah, because it technically counts as you standing on a solid surface Mm -hmm. for a brief time. And it's kind of like an extended chase section, but eventually you manage uh, to escape him in the end, right? I like how you say each thing very optimistically. You eventually do it. Right. Theoretically. I eventually do it, yeah. <laughs> Through trials, tribulations, and watching guides on YouTube, I have found out how to <laughs> escape a Shiro. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, the next area after that, after you manage to finally escape, is probably my least favorite but that's fair um the mechanic they the one of the main mechanics they had here is it's it's uh very sky based they have uh clouds all over the place you can jump on that's fine i can jump on clouds i played yoshi's island i understand um but uh they'll have wind blowing at you that severely hinders your forward momentum so now you have to deal with um, changed distances for how you can reach basically like you won't be able to move forward as much as you expect if you like dash into this you can't get as much distance yeah you pretty much when you're in midair you only have your dash yeah and then once that's expended you kind of drop so you have to line things up to make sure you are getting to the next platform yeah yeah otherwise you kind of fucked it's something you kind of have to adapt to uh and they they introduce like a couple other blocks here um and things you can use they have green bubbles they're just like all right now that you can barely move while you're in the air here's a bubble that'll like launch you in a direction basically gives you another dash and you get to hold which direction you want to launch in Mm -hmm. and Um, that also resets your dash too mm -hmm. yeah so they'll have you chain those together sometimes and they also introduce uh, arrow blocks which it took me so basically it's just a large block with an arrow on it and when you um interact with it is it just when you touch it is it activate or do i you think have you have to actually dash? grab onto it yeah um yeah when you grab onto it it starts moving in uh, the direction it's facing and i probably used a lot of these blocks before i realized that you can manipulate the direction yeah um that's so what... if it's like a left right block that's sliding to the right mm-hmm. you can actually hold up while you're holding onto it and it will drag the block up so you yeah. can kind of go diagonally it wasn't until I encountered a problem where I literally had to move the block that I figured that part out. Yeah, same. Um, it's not obvious on its own. Yeah, this is probably the one thing where I was like, I I think they could have conveyed it a little bit easier or maybe a little earlier. But um, I don't know. I mean, if you have one exception like that in a game of all of these mechanics that they're adding, that's a pretty good record. Yeah. Uh, Did you at least... So we were talking about like the wind on coming towards you is very mm-hmm. debilitating. Yeah. There's a later point in Golden Ridge where the wind's blowing the other way. Yes. So I love that by comparison because I'm just like, gotta go fast. It's like, uh, now you're going like super meat boy speeds and just clearing the level as quick as you possibly can. That feels good. I do enjoy that. Yeah. It's just, for me, it's still difficult to like balance that momentum. Mm-hmm. 
because you're like, oh, I jump straight up, I dash straight right. Mm-hmm. But with all the momentum you have, you still have control over it. But you have to be careful because you're sometimes going through spikes or ice shards or other things that would kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes the game makes you go really fast and you have to evaluate your environment really quickly. Or if you're like me, die and, and then learn, know what the environment looks like. Um, but yeah, uh, moving against the wind, is it, uh, who is that Naruto character? Is it Rock Lee with the the leg yes. braces? It's basically putting those on like Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> you're like, I want to go fast. I can't. And you take them off and you go fast. But that's my analogy. <laughs> Nothing like bringing Naruto into a... I mean, that actually is his own series of games. But I hope we never yeah, cover this. I don't think that's on my list. <laughs> no. uh, but if you want it, then uh, send send it in, request it, and maybe we'll take a look. No, we're not. We're not going to take it. It's in a good game. Uh, eventually, uh, making your way through the level, you uh, encounter Theo again, though, right? And uh, he's he's got some ideas. He's he's going to get you out of there. So there's a cable kind of like extending up to a. Uh, like a, a trolley kind of like a ski lift type thing yeah. like a enclosed ski lift and uh he's like all right let's do this i have faith we can get across this um, like we've said he's very carefree nothing's gonna go wrong mm-hmm. if it does it's whatever man it's all, it's all good yeah incredibly chill and but it's madeline you're very anxious yeah and, and madeline's anxiety has come up like a little bit before this um, there's a part where you have like a phone call with your mom and uh, you kind of, it, it's, she, I would say throughout the game, you have these uh, out of body experiences sometimes where you have like a dream or something like that. And Madeline will wake up and she's like really, really anxious. And this is the part where they kind of like home in on exactly why that is. And uh, basically your reflection shows up while you're, taking this uh trolley up the mountain and is like hey i'm just gonna like jump right like i'm gonna jump on top of this trolley and like stall it in the middle here at which point madeline loses it right yeah she starts having a straight up panic attack and she feels panicked and claustrophobic but thankfully theo is there to kind of talk to her and say hey it's gonna be fine Mm -hmm. we'll make it up the trolley restart shortly i'm sure yeah and, like, uh, one thing the game does is it will modify, like, the terrain or the lighting or something like that based off of her emotional state. So when she's having the panic attack, the world actually visibly darkens. There's, like, tendrils coming in the side. And it's like, yeah, you you know that this mountain's got some nonsense. Um, but he tells you about uh, a method he knows about to calm down, right? Tells you about the feather. Yeah, something he learned from his grandfather was... Just thinking about a feather, mentally visualizing it, and it goes up when you breathe. Mm-hmm. You're in charge of keeping that feather afloat. Yeah. You don't want it to blow away. You just want to keep it aloft. And Let to, it float down gently and go up slowly. And to kind of like put you in Madeline's shoes here and help you empathize with what she's feeling, they have you, uh, they basically give you a focus. And you have to slowly move this focus up and down with like slightly delayed momentum. So you have to maintain a rhythm of kind of slowing your breathing and keeping the feather in focus to calm her down. 
which is really cool. I like that. That's another example of like, here's a mechanic, right? Yeah, just like a one-off thing. So, like, hey, there you go. Yep. <laughs> but uh, after calming her down, they do manage to proceed on the trolley the rest of the way up the uh, the over this expanse to the the drop off. So you arrive at the top, and there's this big temple, and mm-hmm. you kind of camp out for the night chat with Theo a bit yeah but then when you wake up he's already gone inside mm-hmm. and you're like well I better go find him quick <laughs> so you walk in and there's a mirror and in the mirror you see Theo and he's like oh are you trapped in a mirror <laughs> this seems weird and she's yeah. like no I think it's I think it's you <laughs> he's like it is dark in here <laughs> <laughs> so you now have to uh, go save Theo who's trapped in this mirror dimension of sorts mm-hmm. he's the damsel <laughs> Actually, yeah, <laughs> for for a fair amount of this level. Yeah, um, you're actually you're going to save Theo in various ways. Yeah, as he gets into shenanigans, and part of this uh, this starts her uh, emotional understanding of what this the the mountain's doing because she realizes when she feels really distressed when she starts to lose it, like that manifests in the mountain, and she feels starts to feel responsible because she's like Theo's trapped because. Because I, I did this. Yeah, I couldn't deal with my problems. I couldn't handle the dark parts of me. Um, now he's, you know... Being affected by it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but she eventually makes it through a bunch of uh, puzzles, sheer force of will. Uh, you find Theo, and he's kind of, like, suspended in this... Um, he's in a crystal on top of this, like, larger crystal structure. And... Uh, you, you see him first, have a little chat with him, and just like, oh, hold on, I'll get over there. Backtrack around, uh, find a way to him, and like basically break the crystal pedestal that he's on. Yeah. And his, his crystal falls down. I thought he was going to be freed at this point. That's not the case. It was a really fair assumption. But no, <laughs> now you have to carry around Crystal Theo yeah. as another mechanic. It's like, And she picks him up like in three frames of lifting or something. It's really, really fast. And he's just like, wow. You're really strong. <laughs> Just carries him over her head. <laughs> she can she can chuck him too, which yeah. becomes a mechanic later. She's actually physically kind of nuts. Yeah, but I really like how the game will kind of break fourth wall mm-hmm. and put these human interactions in there. Yeah, it's not just for the mechanics or anything else. Yeah, and the the next series of rooms is um, they've introduced at this point these uh, seeker enemies that'll like. Uh, basically charge at you if they see you try to chase you down and kill you you can jump on them you can goomba stomp them just like anybody else um but uh there's some special lines where you're carrying the crystal through here and if you throw the crystal to a switch that you have to hit to open um a door to continue on if you throw the crystal and it hits the switch with theo and the crystal he's just like i'm helping (laughs) (laughs) and i just i love that humor yeah it's very cute uh, Theo's just got a great personality and he he stays positive in like the worst situations um, but it, it takes a while but you can adapt to those uh, those puzzles learn how to use Theo uh, resist the uh, urge or mistake to throw him off the level if he dies it does kill you right afterwards yeah that happened to me I believe the very first time like I can throw him yeah. oh he's gone <laughs> snake 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. but you eventually uh, do get him all the way out there and um, you break him th- free by throwing him at like a manifestation of his 
the issues he's dealing with, right? Because there's a giant eye that represents his kind of introspective uh, feeling that he he's always being watched, that he's not living up to his sister, who's named Alex. And uh, he's kind of in her shadow, which he doesn't really, he doesn't talk about that at all, but this is his inner fear. This is the reason he's on the mountain. Um, so you're kind of like helping him through that, right? Uh, but you throw the crystal at the eye, the eye like shatters, it's your way forward now, and you carry him out of the temple, because uh, the crystal breaks at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, carry him out of the temple and like set up camp. And uh, when you're, when you, after you set up camp, it enters this uh, dialogue phase where like you can actually choose, and I think it starts with Theo. You can choose like which question you want to ask Madeline exactly to get to know a little bit more about her and just Mm -hmm. see how she's doing, what she's thinking. And this is one of those things where I appreciate like this dialogue system like is never used again in the game. It's literally just here, but it's a nice touch. Like it's it's nice to have that little feature that kind of draws you in. And uh, I don't know. I really just appreciate it. You can back out early. You can just be like, oh, I'm too tired to talk. I want like I want to sleep. But they have, like, this nice uh, touching kind of, like, thank you for listening moment if you go through the, all of their dialogue, which I also really Oh, like. I, I, of course, did. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's also at a point where you've just gone through five major areas, so it's nice to have a break and get more yes. introspective dialogue between characters mm-hmm. and kind of flesh out the game plot-wise. Yeah. They give you a much better idea of, like, what Madeline's dealing with and, like her inner struggles and Theo, you know, gives her some advice and, uh, Madeline takes this as she needs to let go of the bad parts of her, the parts that are like cynical, say she can't make it. Yeah. Cause it's holding her back as yeah. she views it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, she falls asleep, uh, next to the campfire. They like each have their like sleeping bag things. She falls asleep and has a dream where, um, She's in the sky with her reflection. She's just like, I need to, I need to let you go. Like you're everything bad in me. We'll both be happier. Yeah, you can be break. separately here, and I'll just continue up the mountain. Mm-hmm. But the reflection feels bad for being rejected. Yes, and kind of freaks out. Yeah. Now again, you have that angry dialogue of the reflection, and she literally takes her arms and kind of pushes herself out of the dialogue box it's like yeah. you would reject me yeah. and kind of just uh smashes the ground and you see as she pulls herself out of the dialogue box she's incredibly swole yeah. <laughs> i'm not sure if it's just done for this one thing but mm-hmm. she has it, a lot of power here <laughs> yeah in this realm so she knocks down uh, the ground from under you and you're both kind of abruptly awoken and madeline falls down yeah the entirety of the mountain yeah so like in breaking through yeah it's it's absolutely Christoph, you fall for like a good 20 seconds yeah and it's also shown um on the map itself so as you're progressing through the game there's this 3d mountain you're kind of going up you're like oh i'm gonna do the next level here mm-hmm. yeah so you get to see that visual progression but with this you see everything kind of reset back as you fall to the very base of the mountain. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a pretty intense sequence and you're like, well, great. I'm not redoing those levels. I don't even like stage three. It was a pain in the ass. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, 
but eventually you do land in a body of water, miraculously survive because this is Celeste and it's Magical Mountain. Um, but you know, you you've you've got some thinking to do. You're like, this may be a little bit rough. They they add a couple more um, mechanics. They have these. Uh, they I guess they're called Kevin blocks. The um, reason they're called Kevin blocks. Mm-hmm. The mechanic first is um, it's a static block. Static block is a great show. Yeah. <laughs> if you dash into a side of the block, it will come alive, get angry, and go. <laughs> which is one of the developers, Kevin, recorded that, and it will slide in whichever direction you hit. Yeah. So you can use that mechanic to essentially move anywhere if you time your dashes correctly. And the like breaks and barriers that are in your way. These like crystalline barriers. Um, and it's just another mechanic to chain it together to everything else that you have and master it. Um, but after making some progress with that, you uh, and the music here is really somber. But you start to, you know, she has some like introspection, and the next time she encounters her reflection, she's like, you know, I was I was wrong. I like, shouldn't have rejected you. We are in this together. Yeah, you are a part of me that I need to accept, and we need to work together Mm -hmm. as opposed to separately because like her reflection at this point like she did basically exactly the wrong thing because her reflection represented her fear of uh being rejected so she literally rejected her fear of being rejected and tried to like bury that yeah which her personification of her rejection is not going to take very well so at this point you offer to work with your reflection she says no yeah. and kind of runs off mm-hmm. and you're like no we're doing this together <laughs> yeah. so you start following her and she's like hey stop like let let us be separate you were right you're like, yeah no and you're like hey <laughs> if you keep chasing me there's gonna be a throwdown and you're like let's go yeah <laughs> i like good. how my description is always not remotely the tone of what the game is going right. for it's just my version of it i'm kind of imagining this she's always the opposite of what you do and you're just like huh I don't want to reform and work together. <laughs> She's like, no, no, we're going to work together. <laughs> so uh, your reflection goes another demon form. And now instead of her chasing you, you're chasing her. You're trying to close that gap. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's other platform mechanics going on and she's shooting projectiles at you. Yeah. Or screen lasers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, full-on laser beams. Uh, you So the, the mechanic is basically you reach her in area after area, and every time you touch her, she moves further down. Yeah. Like, you're trying to, you know, make contact with her again, and it's a, a hard process for sure because it takes a while. She resists you at every turn until you, you finally close in, and she's like, fine, right? Yeah. Reluctantly agrees. Very reluctantly. Reluctantly crouched at the starting line. <laughs> I wish I knew the rest of the cake lyrics right now. I have a lot of hands, but I do not. That's all right. Um, but she decides to to give it a shot at least, right? And and work with you. So now you're joined together with your reflection version of you. Mm-hmm. What what changes? Hair. <laughs> what color is my hair now, Jake? I think it's pink. It's pink. <laughs> Why is it pink? Because now we have two dashes. <laughs> So you can jump, dash in the air twice before it resets on the ground again. And all of those things that refreshed your dash, like the the bubbles you could jump in, everything like that, it gives you two dashes now. So 
they're like, all right, <laughs> training wheels are off. Let's just rub their hands together. Let's let's make this tough. <laughs> yeah. So what sucks though is you're still at the bottom of the mountain. Yeah. You're gonna have to go through everything again. Mm-hmm. Or are you? <laughs> so now we come to the summit, where you do go through every area again, but you do snapshots of the area. Mm-hmm. You kind of revisit the mechanics, but they're also tying in. Madeline does not just have one dash, mm-hmm. you have access to two. Yeah. So they'll make you rely on that with everything else. This is both your victory lap and your master class. Mm-hmm. You get to revisit everything and do it better. The music is hype. Right. I mean, you're listening to it right now. So. <laughs> yes, I am. Sorry, I'm distracted. <laughs> but it's really fun to go and basically show off what you know. And then after you've gone through... Show your moves. Show me your moves! (laughs) After you've gone through everything and you've redone the reflection section, what else is there? The actual summit itself. There are 30 different flag checkpoints where you are scaling the very tip of the mountain. And a lot of times you're not going uh, kind of like scaling a pyramid. It's more like a reverse pyramid. Yeah. It's like, this is the most vertical section of the game. It's just straight up climbing the mountain. Uh, sometimes the clouds, things like that, you're going to throw all the mechanics back at you, but uh, it feels remarkably good to make some progress and use all of your abilities and all the skills you've developed at this point to just straight up climb. Oh yeah. yeah. It's nice. Recommend it. In the speedrun, I will say I really did enjoy watching uh, GDQ when they did this because you have the uh, fans who are also invested and in watching somebody just blaze through these checkpoints and they're counting down the checkpoints. Yeah. 30, 29, And then certain ones get skipped because people are just <laughs> flying through because they know the mechanics so well. Yeah. And it's just, it's really fun. It's still challenging. The whole game is very challenging, for me at least. But whenever you do successfully complete something and you've proven you know the mechanic and can do it, or maybe you've just done enough times and it worked randomly, yeah. it feels really good. You know this game is going to just be latched on to by speedrunners for like years to come. Because it is so, so freaking challenging. It's, it's ridiculous. But it's also a... It's a it's, there, there, there is some emotional investment here. Like these characters are very likable. The music, I think, gets you a lot more invested in the journey that all these characters are making after the end. Yeah, it's very paced, the music. Each each time you have a different stage, uh, music is done very thematically, and it's enough to encourage you, but, like, that's it. It's not overly hype music. It's not trying to get that BPM up. Yeah. There, there are, like, some places, some parts that are really hype, but they're... Are followed by the the somber, the like quieter tones yeah. and um, slower pace. But yeah, once you make it to the top of the summit, it's you and your reflection up there, and uh, they're kind of just the reflections. Like, all right, I mean, now that this is done, you know, when we leave this mountain, like I'm going away. Um, you know, we have to. I'll, be, I'll, I'll lose my body, right? Like, she yeah. won't be her own personification anymore. She's going to have to just rely on you, on Madeline, to remember, you know, remember her and not you know, box her away. Like, 
she was afraid of. Mm-hmm. Um, and Madeline's like, you know, we can do that. Like, we can work together. We don't have to stop here. She's like, oh, well, what, what do we do now? That's what the reflection asks. And Madeline's like, oh, let's just take a break. You know, watch the watch the sunset uh, at the top of the summit. And it's just a really nice moment. That's all. I just really like that. No, it's really sweet. And you can kind of just sit back and relax. Mm-hmm. And taking the view of everything you have achieved so far yeah as you are looking off from the top of the fucking mountain yeah. you did it Simba everything the light touches <laughs> over here <laughs> it's awfully dark here <laughs> yeah. why it's nighttime dad I know I know what I said <laughs> no, but after that you uh head back down uh, meet Theo at the uh there's like uh, the cabin of the old woman who's kind of been slowly pushing you through the game you encounter in a couple places and uh she everybody's usually together there. heckles you a little bit like oh ha, ha, ha. yeah she reminds me of the witches in uh legend of zelda or the, the hags that are always yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> but she kind of goads you in the right direction as throughout the game yeah she she acts as an antagonist to push you towards a resolution yeah um i have her in my notes as the guide <laughs> she's really obnoxious though i didn't like her until closer to the end and then uh once everybody's there together you have like this final um like congratulations you know you've done it uh and madeline makes a a strawberry pie that uh, apparently has different uh like graphic for depending on how many strawberries you got how many did you have have, like four (laughs) so uh my uh screenshot at the end or, or my graphic that loaded up was just everyone kind of awkwardly standing around and like madeline was like rubbing her arm and there's just a pie with absolutely nothing in it crust i think one of them said like it is technically i think it was theo is like that is technically a pie <laughs> oh how many I, how many did you get did you get fair i wasn't try harding it but i did want to grab some along the way if i Solid, and I could do it under like five minutes. Yeah, humble break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, there's so much. Uh, took way too long, but I had enough that it looked like a strawberry pie. Yeah, I'll it's, say it's that. a modest pie. It's a modest pie. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a nice touch, and I I believe that's the end of the the main story. Yes, but they have plenty of content for people that hate themselves. <laughs> if you're me. Uh, <laughs> Like I said before, there are the B-tracks, which you can unlock for each level, mm-hmm. and they are harder remixes of the base level. And then there's apparently, I recently found out, Seasides yeah. by the Seashore, which are even more difficult <laughs> versions of these levels, where the developers are like, hey, you really trying to prove something? Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> the developer just is like, I think that they made all the Seasides probably when the level designer was like, having a really frustrating day <laughs> they're just like man it kind of sucks we don't have this done with the engine i am going to murder the players <laughs> that's my theory i don't know if that's true they probably had the best intentions i don't know we'll have to ask kevin yeah so just reach out to us kevin let us know exactly what you thought about that <laughs> what was going through your mind when you made the seasides um but uh, all in all, I mean, like, I, when I got through the game, I was very satisfied with it. This is one of those games where I'm, I'm not huge on platform, platforms, platformers, <laughs> platformers. Uh, I don't play a whole lot of platformers. Um, I did play Super Meat Boy because it was so fast that like the difference between failure and losing was almost instant. 
Yeah, and it's like two dollars on Steam. Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody has that game by now. You can just you can actually just send the developers like some meat in a pouch, and they'll <laughs> give you a key for the game. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, but uh, I starting off on this, I was like, eh, it's kind of sl- it's a little bit slower, and then it just got its hooks into me, and I really enjoyed the experience. Um, so the game gets bonus points for me coming in being like, I'm not sure it's like another platformer, and then me enjoying it a lot at the end. Yeah. My exposure to it was Donkey did a video game review of this, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that seems kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Let's check it out sometime, but I'm not a platform tryhard by any means. Mm-hmm. I haven't beaten Super Meat Boy. I'm semi-okay at Mega Man at best, mm-hmm. and that's not really a platform as much as it's kind of like a it's side-scrolling it's, jump shooter. It's got platforms. <laughs> but, like I said, I felt challenged and encouraged the whole way. Because mm-hmm. it would like swat me down and be like, get back up yeah and i would and i would learn the mechanic and be able to complete that section and now when i go back to redo things to collect strawberries or other things which don't matter Mm -hmm. i can kind of navigate through a lot easier and i feel good that i've made that progression you develop it's become more natural yeah exactly yeah Yeah, i think that's definitely it like there's parts in this game where i ran up into a wall and i'm like this sucks like i'm you know really struggling to get past Mm -hmm. this part considering quitting i'm like there's all these other games i want to play but as soon as i push through then it's so much better for it like when you're developing difficulty for the kind of game like this um it's got to be really hard because you're like i need to challenge the players without causing them to absolutely hate me consider it impossible um and then i need to have a payoff after that because you could also like um make everything really hard with no make difficult breaks. for difficulty's sake yeah without like breaks in between so the fact that there's breaks in between the really hard points means they knew what the really hard points were they didn't just throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and then the player has to navigate it um and that like designed difficulty really comes through because it gives you that moment where you can be like that was awesome i just destroyed that puzzle and then I'm like clearing these puzzles. I'm like picking up momentum, and then you encounter like another roadblock. And you're like, oh crap! But you're like, let me use the skills I've learned earlier. Yeah. And you get through it. It's like a gate where it's like, oh, you managed to get this whole way without figuring out your timing exactly. Fix that. <laughs> <laughs> now the pacing of the game is great as far as story and definitely difficulty as well. Mm-hmm. Is there a certain section that you preferred other? over others obviously you hated the wind section yeah that was that was my my least favorite but i still i don't i hate it personally i don't hate it from a game design standpoint yeah um and hate is a strong word it's like your least favorite level out of a game that you completely enjoyed <laughs> like but uh, like the least yeah so so that one i like the least but um the mirror temple it was my favorite thematically it was just really awesome um it's like really dark they had a bunch of mechanics they uh, vary up the gameplay and make it very suspenseful um, also they introduced like this is one of the rare parts you're not trying to get to the top of the mountain you're now trying to save theo um so they kind of vary um uh, the the protagonist's motivations a bit yeah so, like, add some depth because it's not just her climbing for no reason she'll stop to help someone right she does that a couple times yeah like you said most things are typically vertical or linear but here you are actually exploring the temple looking for keys and doors to be able to rescue theo yeah yeah and uh 
I think if they took out all of the story and like the bonus character, like the other characters you're involved with, they could. They could have taken all of that out and it would have been a very positive game on Steam, I think. Yeah, it's because, a solid platformer all around, for yeah, sure. The mechanics were all there. They didn't need any of that, but they did add it and that's the reason it's overwhelmingly positive on Steam is because you do get those feel-good feelings and you get like a little bit attached to characters and you start to actually like their their beep voices um yeah it's it is a game but it is also a story and the mountain is supposed to be a representation of overcoming your struggles and challenges mm-hmm. and in the game they have certain things kind of brought to life to yeah. show that where it's madeline's reflection or the eyes in the temple looking at theo it's basically a much less depressing uh, 8-bit silent hill Okay. <laughs> it is definitely Don't ask an me to justify that. <laughs> I'm sure some of our listeners will appreciate that. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> we have listeners? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, and then also, we still have to mention, the game looks beautiful. Mm-hmm, yeah. All of the individual sprite animations were done really well. It feels good. Yeah. The controls were never bad like if something happened and i died it was always my fuck up Mm -hmm. it's not like certain things handle a little bit wonky where you have certain unity games which are unpolished yeah i think the only thing that i remember was there was one point in the game where i lost a couple frames and it was probably just due to my computer because it only literally happened once i died and i'm like crap i lost one second of progress (laughs) (laughs) Let's try again. Yeah, like that doesn't that doesn't bother me with when you can reset so easily, and the uh, I agree on all your points. The music is amazing. The graphics it's easy to be really lazy with eight bit. Like there's a lot of eight bit games out there. They're just like it's eight bit because I didn't want to do anything. <laughs> you know, this is not that game. They have a lot of effort into all of it, um, and it just feels like an incredibly polished game for such a small group of developers. Uh, you can tell they really cared about it. And I really care about you guys, developers whose names I don't know outside of Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, just a great uh, great development name, uh, Matt Makes Games. I guess the rest of Matt's team does not get as much credit in the name, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> definitely a polished product. It's an abbreviated title. The full one is Matt Makes Games, only Matt, Matt all the time, <laughs> no one else, just Matt. <laughs> Fort Matt, get out, nerds. <laughs> Your authority is not recognized in Fort Matt. (laughs) (laughs) But I'd like everyone to thank me for sticking around for such a long time. Wait, no, that's not right. I'd like to thank everyone for sticking around with the podcast. That sounds better. Till uh, the very end. Um, Seems like we're hitting these longer podcasts more often now. And the fact that I'm discussing that actually makes the podcast even longer. But that's okay. (laughs) It's fine. We've been around an hour for most things. Yeah. And I think we... It gives it enough time to cover some of the key points of the game, mm-hmm. generate interest, not spoil the entirety of it, right? but at least get to share our experiences as well. Yeah, everybody, I, I, I think it's fine that we're basically 60 Minute Men at this point. <laughs> it's a song, yep, it's a song. All right, we're still, still padding out time here. Thank you, everybody. Uh, I appreciate uh, your continued listening. If you have any requests for episodes um, or a game you may want us to play or talk about 
feel free to send them in at soapstonepodcast at gmail.com. And for those of you who are lazy and hate Gmail or any other type of email, you can use our Facebook page instead. Yeah. Go like it and check it out. And weekly I'll post when the new episodes are, which are typically Sunday. Yeah. I think we've uh, we've basically hit Sunday for a while now. So yeah. it's, it's pretty good. Technically Sunday. <laughs> the best kind of Sunday. All right. Well, thank you again. And I'll see you in the next one. Good night, Gracie.